Hi, I'm John Martin. I'm here today with Brett Rajensky, General Manager of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about ductless ceiling cassette installation. Welcome, Brett. Thank you, John. I appreciate you having me. Sure. So, uh, Brett, what is a ductless ceiling cassette and where can it be installed in a home? Sure. Great great question. A ductless ceiling cassette, you know, functionally works the same way as, as all other ductless items, wall-mounted or floor-mounted items. Um, it is a, a unit, an evaporator, that is mounted either, well, it's mounted into the ceiling. So all the functional parts are recessed into the ceiling, um, as well as the refrigerant line connections, et cetera. And where can it be put? It can be put on a second floor where there's an attic above uh, quite easily. Um, and on a first floor, depending on construction type, it can also be put there, basically wedged between your first floor ceiling and your second floor floor, um, and uh, allowing us to, to um, you know, hide that away up in your ceiling. Okay. And what are the different types of ductless ceiling cassettes that are available, and, and what are maybe some of the differences in terms of installing those? Sure. There's there's two primary flavors, and and it's really a form factor thing. So the the first one is there's a uh, what's called a two way cassette, which basically means it distributes air in two directions at the same time, and those are kind of long and rectangular. They're about 15 inches wide by 43 inches long, and they're designed to fit between your ceiling, uh, between your rafters, floor joists. Uh, and recess in there because typical construction is 16 inches apart on those things. So, um, so it's kind of long, long and uh, rectangular, uh, recesses up into the ceiling and, and distributes air in two directions. And then the second one is uh, a square. So it's two foot by two foot. So it's 24 inches by 24 inches. And it, it actually dissipates air in four directions simultaneously. So it takes that conditioned air going out in four directions simultaneously. And those require a little more, a little more work because, um, again, with typical construction being 16 inches between, between joists and rafters, uh, we actually have to uh, work with the homeowner, uh, bring in a carpenter and actually build out a, a box that is in the ceiling. So we, we cut a hole and then he would frame in a box uh, that this would mount into. Um, and then that le- allows it to keep the structural integrity of the home because we've had to cut those those joists. So by building that box, we can now have a space to put that in. Um, and it's still supporting those rafters and supporting those joists. Okay. Maybe talk a little bit more about that construction that needs to, to be done to install a mini split ceiling cassette. Now, with the, the, the longer, narrower type, the rectangular type, uh, like you said, you, you don't have to do any cutting of the uh, ceiling rafters or, or anything like that. You just All you're doing is cutting sheetrock in, in that case, right? And then it just uh, fits right up in between the rafters. So it's only the sheetrock that you're cutting for that first style. Correct. So, so you know, occasionally we have to, you know, uh, uh, push on some rafters a little bit, maybe shave them slightly because they might not be perfectly 16 inches. Uh, but yeah, largely the, the bulk of what we're doing is we're uh, finding the appropriate spot with the homeowner where they would like that mounted and that we can accommodate it. And we're really just cutting the sheetrock of, of their ceiling, recessing that unit up, and it snugs in right between those two rafters. Um, and then all the mechanical parts of it and the refrigeration lines, et cetera, are now above the ceiling. And all they see is a grill on their ceiling. Um, and all the rest of it's recessed up into that ceiling, up into that attic. 
with the again with the the two foot by two foot model the square model um, that's going to require a bit more actual um, construction so again we are going to be cutting that ceiling cutting that sheetrock uh, but to accommodate that in most cases you're also having to uh, cut a floor joist cut a cut a rafter and again have a box built out that then uh, soundly um, um, you know, allows the accommodation of the unit and also supports those things. So uh, everything we do, we make sure is, leaves the homeowner in a, uh, a great position. So. Right. So when you're cutting the, the, the ceiling rafters uh, like that, obviously those are important. That, you know, they're a structural part of the house and they're keeping the, the, the roof up and that, and that sort of thing. You might not be a, a, you know, a carpenter yourself, but, uh, you know, can you describe the process of that? Do you have to, you know, put uh, like, like poles up in the room to like you know, brace the, the, the ceiling joists as you cut them and make sure they don't, they don't like fall down or something like that? Or what, what's involved in the process of that? Sure. It's, it, it's really not all that complicated. Um, you know, the first thing that we do once we've established the location with the homeowner um, and the direction that the uh, rafters are running, that's the direction the rafters are running is going to determine the direction we can bring our refrigerant lines in from the outside of the house. Mm, okay. So we have to go with the rafters. Okay. So that void between them. So we establish what direction. We then establish where they would like it with the homeowner relative to that direction that we can feed refrigerant lines and drain lines. Then we actually mark out that once we've established what's physically possible, we mark out that 24 by 24 spot. We remove the sheetrock at that point. And then what we do, we don't need to prop anything up, nothing like that. This is very short term. We then have the carpenter come in and he, he resects that, that uh, let's say it's a floor joist or, or, or a ceiling raft or whatever it is. Um, he actually is usually only cutting one. And then within that, he is actually creating a box. So where he cut that one rafter, he's now going across from the rafter to its left to the rafter to its right. And bringing a board across there of the same size and then now tying the one that has been cut back in to that board that he's now added across there. And same thing on the backside. So he's gone from having these long, skinny uh, bays, if you will, that are, are, you know, we've all seen in our, in our attics um, to creating a square box in the middle of that where all the rafters are supported on our all sides. I see. Yeah. So the, so the rafter that gets cut ends up getting nailed to, if you will, with, with this sort of cross uh, beam, it gets nailed to the, the rafters that are next to it. And so it's really, it ends up being sort of the rafter uh, boards that are next to the one that's cut that are really supporting the weight of, of that uh, middle rafter. That, that, that's correct. Exactly. It helps transfer that weight and moves it on. And it's a pretty standard um, uh, building practice. It's not a lot different than the access hole that goes up into your attic. If you were to go up and look at that, typically that's been cut through a rafter and again, framed around it to be able to support that properly. Okay. Sure. Or, or on a wall, they do the same thing when they for windows and doors, right? Precisely. It's almost as if you were framing for a window in your ceiling. So now does a ceiling cassette uh, require ducts of some kind to go, you know, in the attic? Or is it a true ductless uh, system where you're just running, uh, you know, refrigerant lines and things like that back and forth? Yeah, it's a, it's a true ductless system. So it's it's just in a little different form factor than most people are used to seeing. So it's a true ductless system. So the only things going to and from that unit 
um, our refrigerant lines, so our insulated refrigerant lines, suction lines, um, drain lines for the condensate, which then has to be, there's a little pump that's built into that unit. So the condensation collects in a little pan and is then pumped out through the through the drain lines and it then exits the house there. And of course, power as well, which it's, it's powered by, uh, by our unit as well. So, um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's a true ductless solution. It's really, everything that goes to it is no different than what would go to a wall or a floor unit. Um, it's just uh, housed up in your ceiling between some rafters or joists. So can you take us kind of through the, you know, the step-by-step process of installing a, a ductless ceiling cassette from the point where, you know, the, the homeowner and you are deciding that you really want to have uh, a ceiling cassette in the room? How do you determine, you know, where that should go, or where it's capable of, of being placed in the room, you know, all the way through the, the, the finished installed product? Yeah, great question. So, so the first thing that we're going to do once a homeowner is established that they think that would be the solution that they would like to have, um, you know, we're going to try, well, number one, aesthetically work with them. Okay, in an optimal situation, where would you like this to be? Um, so they're, they're going to point to a spot on the ceiling with us. The next thing we're going to establish is what direction do these rafters run? Okay, are they going left or right? You know, what, what, are they going from the front of your house to the back? Are they going side to side? Where, where are we at in the construction of your home? So we're going to take a look. We're going to get up above that ceiling and look. If it's on a second floor and we can get into the attic, we're going to go up and see what direction is everything running. That's going to be pretty easy. If it's on a first floor, frequently what we have to do is maybe you have a recessed light. We're going to slide that recessed light out, and that's going to tell us what direction uh, rafters are running or, or floor joists are running. Uh, if not, we may have to cut a small access hole somewhere, which would then be repaired um, to establish, again, the direction. Because we have to run the same direction as those rafters and those joists. We can't go across them. We, we can't go through there. So they'd establish where they would like it optimally. We'd figure out where the rafters are running. The next thing we would do is once we know where the rafters are running and spacing, we could actually say, okay, Mr. Homeowner, maybe we need to slide over here a little bit, slide over there a little bit to accommodate it and determine exactly where. And then uh, at the time of installation, again, if it's one of those rectangular units, it's just going to be the sheetrock is cut. That unit is slid up into that hole in the sheetrock, secured to the uh, rafters that are on either side of it. And then we're going to continue to work on our mechanical stuff beyond there. We're going to connect our refrigerant lines, run them the same direction as the rafters, and then out through the exterior wall, down the side of the home in line hide, and that would house the refrigerant lines, the drain lines, the power. If we were doing the square model, first thing we do is, again, establish where would we like this. We would establish what direction uh, our, our rafters or joists running, figure out where we could create that frame with the customer and establish them. So again, they might want it dead in the center of the room. Well, there might be reasons that we couldn't get there, some existing infrastructure or maybe the, the way the home is framed. But we can then say, okay, can't do right there, can do over here, pretty close. Okay, great. Then it's really uh, the next steps in that at the inst- time of installation are cutting that sheetrock uh, to expose those rafters, uh, having the carpenter do his work where he uh, cuts those things, creates that box. And then very similar from that point on, now we're traveling within those rafters from the outside of the house to the inside of the house with refrigerant lines, drain lines, and power. 
um, and connecting them inside that box that is created. Right, because all of these ductless ceiling cassette units still require an outdoor uh, condenser unit that that it that it connects to. So you have to be able to run those lines across the ceiling to the outside of the home, and then down the outside of the home to to the outside unit. Absolutely, yeah, they connect the same way, just a, just a different look, but it uh, functionally works very much the way a wall unit would. But it just has a much different aesthetic. All right, well, that's really great information. Thanks for talking to me today, Brett, about ductless ceiling cassette installation. All right. Thank you for having me. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. 